0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going back into functional anatomy. In a previous episode, we have done we did joint actions and planes of motion. So what joint actions take place in those planes of motion? Today, we're going to start looking at a few muscles. So today, let's get into talking about the biceps brachii. And we're also, if we're going to talk about the biceps brachii, you have to talk about the brachialis as well. So let's have a little conversation about those two muscles. First of all, I love etymology. I love learning where these names came from, what their origins are, how we got to them. There's a great book, if you've never read it, as somebody that is into human movement science, the etymology of the muscles of the body. It's a book called Carnal Knowledge, and I can't remember who the author is, but it's so good. And it's not necessarily where I got this information from. This is information that can be found through many etymology uh, resources, but it's a great book. It's a fun read. And I'm sure I bored my wife to tears with it when I was like, hey, guess where the word glute comes from? Guess where this comes from? And I keep talking about it. And the guy is really great. And he writes wonderful stories about him. Um, And only nerds like me like that. So anyway, if uh, you're up for it, check that book out. But we're going to talk about etymology. Where do the words come from? So let's talk about biceps and we hear the word biceps a lot. And we say, what do you know about the biceps? And they, people say, uh, biceps, ha- it, we know that it has two heads. Biceps has two heads. Triceps has three heads. And you go, all right, cool. So what does biceps mean? And they say, I don't know. Well, it means two heads, literally. So the word, the, that prefix bi means two, and seps means head. So literally, it's a two-headed muscle. And the word brachii, it's it's an element meaning arm or of the arm, pertaining to the arm. So it is the two-headed muscle pertaining to the arm. Now, in biology, the arm is from the shoulder to the elbow. The forearm is distal from the elbow so uh, you know in our, our terms we will refer to the arm as the entire appendage in the upper body but in biology it's the arm and the forearm just like in the lower body it is um you have the thigh and the leg so the whole unit is not the leg technically speaking when it comes to um, anatomical that terminology now with that said Let's talk about proximal and distal attachment. So we've got we've got two heads to the biceps. One is considered the long head and the other is considered the short head. And there's kind of this bodybuilding lore, like maybe if uh, if you work the muscle in a certain way, you get the long head more, the short head more. And that's not, that's not a great assessment. I don't think that there's a lot of data that shows that we can isolate one because it's nearly impossible. Now, um, one of the ways that we'll look at this is the long head, which is the lateral head, the short head is the medial head, and they both cross over the shoulder joint. So one just isn't as long as the other. The long head goes into the supraglenoid tubercle of the scapula, which is right underneath The acromion process on the underside of it next to the supraglenoid tubercle and then the short head or the medial head goes to the coracoid process so the coracoid process is also the the part of the scapula that the pec minor comes off of and it's it's like a little crown and uh, it's a point that comes out. They kind of angle out this way towards straight towards you. So the muscles and the biceps, they cross over the shoulder joint, and then they move all the way down past the elbow, and there are two bones in the forearm. There's the radial uh, radius and the ulna. So it attaches to one of those two bones. Which one does it attach to? Well, it attaches to the radius and therefore it not only moves at the elbow, and we all know that the, the bicep does elbow flexion, but because it attaches to the radius, the radius moves over the ulna. It flips over the ulna while doing supination and pronation. So it, it, it is worked through the elbow as well. So for instance, Let's talk about all the joint actions now that the biceps can do. We've got in the sagittal plane, elbow flexion. We know it can do elbow flexion in the sagittal plane. Now, in this supination and pronation, that's not quite sagittal plane. That would be a transverse movement, transverse plane, uh, especially we look at that from anatomical position. And the radius flips back and forth over the ulna, so the bicep does... Elbow, uh, I'm sorry, forearm supination. It supinates. So it supinates uh the forearm, it flexes the elbow, and it can flex the shoulder. In fact, this is a really odd thing, and I want you to try it. <laughs> I want you to go into elbow, I want you to go into forearm supination, so palms up, and then keep your arm right in front of you in the sagittal plane and flex your elbow and make a muscle right? So you're flexing the elbow, but you're also contracting the bicep, keep it contracted and take it all the way over your head into shoulder flexion. So I've got supination, elbow, flexion and shoulder flexion. And if you keep that muscle really tight, it's probably going to cramp or charley horse on you because you've shortened it from every position you can shorten it. But with that said, if I want to know how to stretch my bicep, then I just undo all of those things. So what does that mean? If I've got my shoulder inflection, elbow inflection, and I'm supinated, then I'm going to extend my shoulder. I'm going to extend my arm. I'm going to pronate, and I can keep my elbow straight, my forearm pronated, and then I can take my arm back behind me, and that will stretch the, b- the bicep. I'll take it back into extension. Well... We like the bicep muscle. The bicep is definitely a muscle that is a show muscle, but we get something wrong here. And the thing that we get wrong is that even though the bicep is the show muscle, it's the brachialis that does most of the work. The brachialis is the muscle that's under the bicep. In fact, if I could compare it to anything, I would say it's like the gastrocnemius and the soleus. The gastroc's a good-looking muscle. It's a show muscle. But the soleus is the workhorse of plantar flexion. I would say that the brachialis is the workhorse of elbow flexion. The brachialis, that term in Latin, means arm or upper arm. And let's talk about where these uh, muscles—the proximal and distal attachment. So we've got the proximal ta- attachment is going to be on the anterior, uh, anterior humerus. So, and then it's going to uh, move down to the across uh, the elbow and into something called the coronoid process of the ulna. Now, this one's interesting because it attaches to the ulna, and because it attaches to the ulna, the ulna doesn't move in pronation and supination. It moves in elbow flexion and extension, but because the radius flips over the ulna, the ulna is stable in pronation and supination. So, if I'm in a neutral position, I'm a supinated position, I'm in a pronated position, the brachialis does not care. The brachialis will work and work well in any of those positions. But if I want to work my bicep a little bit more, if I want to preferentially activate my bicep, then I would supinate my hand while doing elbow flexion, bicep curl exercises in order to preferentially focus on the bicep. Does that mean that neutral grip hammer curls are not effective? No, they're very effective. but. What we do is, you've heard this this term, reciprocal inhibition. Well, if my bicep fires better in a supinated position than if I go into a pronated position at my forearm, then I've reciprocally inhibited my bicep. So the bicep will not be as strong in that position. However, the brachialis remains unchanged. So the brachialis will continue to work in that joint action because forearm pronation and supination or a neutral grip means nothing to the brachialis because it attaches to the ulna and allows us to go into elbow flexion. It does not cross the shoulder like the bicep, so it doesn't do shoulder flexion. It just only does elbow flexion and it can decelerate elbow extension. So we've got two muscles here, the biceps brachii, the two-headed muscle on the upper arm. And it does three joint actions. It supinates the wrist, it flexes the elbow, it flexes the shoulder. It decelerates shoulder extension, elbow extension, and pronation, which are also the three directions that you can stretch that muscle. The brachialis muscle, the workhorse of elbow flexion, does elbow flexion. No other joint actions that 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 muscle is connected with. And these two muscles work hand in hand. They work concurrently in order to create primarily elbow flexion. All right, so that's just a brief review, a brief functional anatomy review of these two muscles, biceps brachii and the brachialis. I hope that you found it interesting. Be sure to like, subscribe, share this with friends. I appreciate it. If you've got questions and you wanna reach out to me, you can do so at uh, Instagram, dr.rickrichey, R-I-C-H-E-Y, or you can email me at rick.richey at nasm.org. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the NASM CPT podcast.